0: There will be spoilers ahead, lots of spoilers, so be careful, won't you? It's ripoffs, knockoffs, and fakers here on Max Mike Movies. Seems that every time some ambitious young auteur wants to make himself or herself a motion picture, some sharp-cheeked jackass has to come around and smear that film by cobbling together the worst, most repugnant strip of dreck the projection booth has ever seen. And that's what this here series is about. Yep. But an incredible simulation is taking a look at the original and the flim-flam, or is that Film, film, hmm. You're in the luck. Panel? You're in luck, true listeners, because this week is the good show. I'm leaving the bad show for Max for, well, you know. E.T. is this week's movie, and Max has to deal with, well, we can't say it on the air. Not till the end of the show. Actually, it's going to show up in trivia, but there you go. <laughs> Shouldn't be surprising that this little-known space movie inspired some (coughs) homages. But it did. But that's next week. i forgetting myself. The bad host is over there, and he knows what he did. Max, I'm a bad boy! Levine, say something naughty, Max.
1: I'm a naughty host! I'm a naughty, (laughs) naughty, naughty host!
0: See? And I'm the good host, because I know
1: what I did. Kiss ass.
0: (laughs) kissing my own <laughs> mike pulled out a plum loose none of this makes sense but that's just so the rest of the show will speaking yeah. of the rest of the show let's get to it Pull question. as you might recall last week we wanted to know what favorite actor's appearance in a movie made you think oh no what are you doing here
1: mm.
0: well you all had favorites with unfortunate choices and here they are dave mackman
1: Wow. I feel we've been shorting him a little bit On his name the last couple of times
0: I mean he is our favorite Macman He is Is here with quote I would say David Bowie in yellow beard, But I only oh, knew wow. he was there Because Dan recognized him And <laughs> there is Raymond in Godzilla But I didn't oh. say oh no <laughs> following on your graham green example i would say truman capote in murdered by death but i had no idea who he was when he showed up and didn't read in cold blood for years after that's fair van halen the band are as, as opposed to van halen the what <laughs> uh, uh pizza merchants sure van halen the band are in one of the japanese truck yaru movies and i shudder to think what but i have never actually seen it so that leaves me drawing a blank i guess huh. i will go with Thomas Kretschmann in anything in English except the pianist, where he might have spoken German, I can't remember. He has made terrible choices for Hollywood scripts, and while I enjoy him in German roles, he comes out wooden in the roles he seems to get this side of the pond, end quote. Phew, that is a lot of answer, but that's why we love it when you respond.
1: Yeah, thanks, Dave. For somebody who really can't answer the question, you sure answered the question.
0: Sure did. Thanks, Dave. Next was Ben Schleiss with, quote, Patrick Stewart in the 1984 Dune movie, end quote. Ooh. Yeah, that was um, was something. Thanks, Ben. Nick Hoffman wrote, quote, actually, I was going to say Patrick Stewart in Men in Tights. He was so wooden and trying to be funny, end quote. It's not one of my favorite of his performances either. Mm. Thanks, Nick. Val Coons, slowly sneaking up behind you, ready to (gasps) conk you on the back of the head with cue footsteps.
1: You won't get me, Seamus. (laughs) Posted.
0: Thanks, Hadley. Quote, so many, and most of them picked on by riff tracks. (laughs) Got a point there. I'm going to go with one of the more obscure because I have a personal connection. 1992's Center of the Web. It's an awful would-be thriller that has a couple of names you might know. Robert Davi, character actor in a million things, and Charlene Tilton of Dallas fame. (laughs) This movie had one showing before it went to video. Ooh, there's a good sign. At the Egyptian in Hollywood. I think it was the last movie shown before it was shut down for years. Wow. How does it fit your question? The bad guy is played by Tony Curtis. We went to that premiere at the invitation of a friend who was the cinematographer. It was so bad I blurted out, what? At least (laughs) twice. (laughs) Afterward, I realized I was sitting directly behind Charlene Tilton. Oops! I always wondered who had what on Mr. Curtis to get him to star in that schlock fest, end quote. Ah, Mr. Curtis, Mr. Curtis, indeed. Ah, uh, Stony Curtis. <laughs> Thanks, pal. <laughs> Whoa, that's my name. You have to call me that now. <laughs> Charles Forsythe responded, quote, Just yesterday I was browsing YouTube and I saw a recap for a movie called A Sound of Thunder, based on a Ray Bradbury story of the same name. Oh. It's about people who travel back. In time, time to hunt dinosaurs, <laughs> killing them just before they would have died anywhere. Right. It looked terrible, but I know the story, so I was curious. I watched a little of the recap only to discover that the movie was terrible, like Uh-oh. outclassed by Sharknado special effects terrible. Ooh. Ooh. I was surprised to find out, however, that the movie was not a straight-to-video clunker, but had been released in theaters. Huh. I was also surprised to find out that it had a relatively big budget of $80 million, for comparison. This wow. is $22 million more than Deadpool, and <laughs> starred, wait for it. Ben Kingsley. Oh, no. I can only imagine that when he oh. joined the project, it looked more promising. B- yeah, big budget, mm. Ray Bradbury's first material, what could go wrong? End quote. My yeah. guess, probably a lot. Thanks, Charles. Chrissy Becker Kranitsky said, quote, Anthony Head will always be sweet, fatherly, uh. Rupert Giles from Buffy in My Head. But the last two things I've seen him in, Vanity Fair and Ted Lasso, oh, he yeah. played rich, horrible men who take advantage of young women and I don't like it, end quote.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> but he go. did it he did it so well in Ted Lasso.
0: Yeah, well, I mean that's a different take but on the question. Of course, so, his thanks his greatest
1: role is in Repo, the genetic opera. Only you would know. <laughs>
0: Seth Jacobs' choice was, quote, Ben Kingsley in species, end quote. That's um, oh, yeah. two votes for Mr. Kingsley, and to be yes. fair, two votes for Mr. Stewart. So mm. thanks, Seth. Over to the up north, we have Vince, who's taken a break from herding penguins just long enough to post, quote, most tragic needs a paycheck role for me is Christopher Plummer in Star Crash, The Adventures oh. of Stella Star. Oh. He might as well end each line with, if this check doesn't clear, I will end you. <laughs> <laughs> As my, my God, why choice, I pick Scarlett Johansson in Lucy. I think she is great, but why pick such a dumb film no matter how artsy the director is? (laughs) Robert Pattinson in High Life also comes to mind. OMG, this movie was so stupid and nonsensical, I can only hope he took the job at gunpoint, end quote.
1: You hope someone pointed (laughs) a gun at Robert Pattinson? Apparently it's that bad. Well, I, I, I guess we've all been there.
0: Y- y- anyway huh? go on i actually remember liking lucy
1: but i, I could did be too. wrong it was do- it was dumb fun i thought but
0: yeah see our entire episode on lucy did we do lucy we did okay star crash the adventures of stella <laughs> star i don't remember and i think i'm glad i don't but thanks snowy how about you max who have you seen in a movie that made you wince and wish them elsewhere
1: Honestly, I I think I gotta push it over the top for Ben Kingsley. In he when I saw him in the live action version of Thunderbirds. Oh dear. Yeah, he plays the bad guy, the hood. Yeah. Ah, It's it's coming you had blissfully forgotten, hadn't you? (laughs) Yes, I got confused
0: with Team America.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Team America, though, was funny. This 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 is just awful and I remember saying I watching the credits going okay I must have read that wrong there's no way Ben Kingsley is oh lord
0: yeah oh. yeah that's that's pretty down there
1: all I figure is he I don't know if he has like a very expensive Fabergé egg habit or <laughs> uh, I don't know he like s- smokes California condor feathers something
0: so, uh, Ben Kingsley wins!
1: <laughs> Yay! But what about you? What was, uh, what's your favorite, what's your big, oh, Lord, why moment?
0: I'm gonna go with Orson Welles in Transformers the oh, movie. Not yes. least of which, because it yes. was his last role.
1: That is, that is a good one. I mean... The, or as it were. That's a, a, apt one.
0: Selling, um, wine and frozen peas... <laughs> Is pretty bad, and here's somebody July, who, quite honestly,
1: there's, there's, no one's ever said that those words together in the English language like that.
0: <laughs> quite honestly, he apparently got on the bad side of Hollywood yeah. really early on, like in the '40s, and so basically, pretty much couldn't make the kind of movies he wanted for many decades, but. The fact that he was doing even it was just a voice like the Muppet movie, no problem, no have no problem with him. It's actually kind of charming to have <laughs> yep. him there. But he's playing what is he playing? Planetron or Unicron? Whatever. I'm, sorry, I'm
1: embarrassed. I know that as well. You should be. Yeah.
0: I just was like, yeah. As runner ups, I'm going to go with Adam West in nearly anything. Um, <laughs> not because of him, but because what? oh, Adam West is in something. I don't oh, want to okay. see that. Yeah, that's Here's, more Adam of an West. He got a part that made him. More famous than famous for a very short period of time. And he really wasn't a very good actor. He was just perfect for that role.
1: Yeah, yeah, it worked.
0: And Marlon Brando in Island of Dr. Moreau. Oh. Because there he is. It's like, who decided he needed to be covered with flour? (laughs) I don't know. Like, i just literally could not pa- i'm sitting there looking at marlon brando and i cannot parse him in any way yeah like, why are you i mean val kilmer mm, but really whatever bon yeah man. well that's all well and good but this truck don't run on fuel it runs on your answer so keep us trucking by coming back at us to this what is Mike, your
1: f- uh, oh dear have you-, have you you off your meds again
0: my hat's getting taller <laughs> what is your favorite movie alien character Kemar, Eros, Hawk. Let us know in the usual ways. And speaking of usual, here's <laughs> the facts. E.T. I thought I'd mention the name of the movie because uh, you might oh, have forgot by now. <laughs> See, even Max didn't. He's doing this show. Budget: ten point five million. A total bargain. Take. Dear gods, nearly uh, 800 million. Wow. cripes a <laughs> Yay, yay. Yeah. Little Drew Barrymore ad-libbing uh. already. The two <laughs> lines, I don't like his feet. And the side-glanced, <laughs> give me a break said to elliot were both ad-libbed by the precocious little tyke they really work too yeah she they they were speaking of ad-libs that little bon mot elliot tosses off at his brother michael it was nothing like that penis breath was henry (laughs) thomas's line it was so surprising to d wallace playing his mom that her reaction laughing while saying
1: (laughs) elliot is real (laughs) that's a great moment (laughs) it is
0: Most of this movie is shot at hip height to better reflect Uh. a child's viewpoint. This also helps with other matters, which we will get back to. Oh, such a naughty caprice. (laughs) In this film, we have a shot where E.T. sees a child dressed as Yoda. (laughs) Well, only 17 years later, Lucas would get his sweet, sweet revenge by sneaking in some E.T.'s into the Senate scenes of The Phantom Menace. Oh, for fun. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. This, oh dear gods. But. This means that canonically, yeah. we are in the Star Wars universe. We <laughs> win, I Yay? think. Yeah, okay. The face of E.T. was based on a mashup of Carl Sandberg, Albert Einstein, <laughs> and a pug. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Sure. You know. Poet, physicist, and a dog. Perfect. Yeah, a couple of very craggy men and a dog. Yeah. <laughs> according to Spielberg, remember, this is according to Steven Spielberg. E. T. is neither male nor female because they are a plant like creature. So those I'd... internal organs we see lit up, those are
1: just like a plant's. But they say he has DNA and stuff. Anyway, moving on. Okay. Even adjusted for inflation, this is still
0: the fourth highest grossing film of all time. Good lord. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Why not use the more popular M&Ms instead of these upstart Reese's Pieces? Oh, I remember this. Because Mars Candy refused to let Spielberg use them. They thought E.T. was ugly, would scare kids, and kill their sales. Well, (laughs) good for them. And that's why
1: they went out of business. (laughs) Well, yeah, whatever. Yeah.
0: This film was digitally altered when that was all the rage. Ugh. Spielberg regretted showing the FBI agents with guns, since everyone knows they would never do such a thing.
1: Oh, and they when re- yell
0: stop. Yeah, and when re-releasing the movie, made the guns into walkie-talkies. Since then, he's done another turnaround and has stated we should all watch the original version and no other. So there. Yay? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the one I w- the version I watched,
0: uh, they had guns. I you know I kept looking for the scene and then I missed it so but uh-huh. I'm sure we watched the same version Heinous crimes. Whoa. This movie was supposed to end with a scene of the kids playing D and D with Elliot, who's now kind of the cool kid because, uh, you know, the ET thing. He gets to be the dungeon master. Whoa. Then there would be a tilt up through the roof to show that ET's communication device is still working and that Elliot is still sort of in contact with him. Oh. Thing is, when you show a spaceship taking off, it's kind of hard to come back to D and D.
1: Yeah, or said, is it? Well, I don't see why.
0: Yeah, well, it's we a D&D and I'm... Stupid. ...production again till Stranger Things.
1: Ugh.
0: Or uh, Mazes and Monsters, which I think is the same year. <laughs> <laughs> Yuck. Don't see our entire episode no, on Mazes no, and Monsters. No, 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 no. Because Spielberg wanted to preserve the memories of seeing this movie on the big screen, it was not released to home video for six years after its release. Spielberg only relented because the movie had been pirated so many times, Universal was worried about never making another cent (laughs) off it, and Spielberg was tired of hearing of crappy copies of his movie being sold. So here's where we give it away. Well, I give it away. The ripoff of this movie, which just might be the subject of next week's show, Mac and Me... (laughs) <laughs> wasn't made till six years later, possibly to coincide with the home video release of ET. Uh, they were never sued, regardless of similarities. Really? When asked why Spielberg said that Mac and Me was so terrible, he didn't want to be responsible for making people curious enough to watch it. Well,
1: that's fair. We do. <laughs> it didn't work, did it? <laughs> a
0: punami stone that's a deeper good luck with that one mm. while it was universal that released this it was columbia that was first approached to produce and distribute this movie they passed because they felt it just wasn't commercial enough
1: Ah, a lot of dumb decisions around this movie
0: Ooh, <laughs> there is a sequel kind there, of there is In 2019, Xfinity commissioned a short film starring E.T. and Henry Thomas. E.T. reconnects, as the ad states, as we all should, through the magic of internet connections and cable TV. Oh, that's right. Spielberg was consulted on the project. And a lot, lot more like Corey Feldman. Uh, Max, do you have any trivia?
1: Uh, just that I remember the DVD, not the DVD, excuse me, the VHS release of E.T. being a really big deal yeah. in that it was like, wasn't it the first major movie to come out on VHS that wasn't insanely expensive? I it don't was remember. Like th- it was the first one where they just charged 20 bucks for it. And uh, was it Universal? Whoever it was a released Universal. it. Universal. Universal was like, this is crazy. You know, we've got to charge 50 or 60 bucks. And Spielberg said, "No, I want to charge 20. You watch, you'll sell 50 times as many. You'll make more money." And he was absolutely dead right. Yep. And that kind of broke the barrier, and now more, then more and more VHS sales got cheaper.
0: Yeah. I mean, the video stores were kind of pissed, but too bad. Mm, yeah, Of course, then all they had to do was sell the video copies and, which they
1: did i remember and they made money i remember the video store near me they had a whole pile of them for sale right by the register yeah uh
0: speaking of giant pile i didn't include this in the trivia but the uh <laughs> least successful video game ever was ET oh, game. it was so unsuccessful that they literally buried copies in the desert thousands
1: yep. of them this is, this is legendary it yeah. was so bad but now
0: we have to do this Wait, do I really have to do this? I mean, who has not seen E.T.? Yeah. Oh, all right. An alien ship lands somewhere in California so that these cute little... Well, not cute. These spacemen from, well, space, can come down and take plant samples from our little sphere. Problem is, they set down a bit too close to civilization in their scene. Snooping humans show up and scare them off, but one of the aliens is accidentally left behind. Fending for themselves, E.T., the imaginatively named extraterrestrial, tries to find—or is it extraterrestrial, depending on what <laughs> show you watch—tries to find a way to keep hidden and survive. To that end, he sneaks into the shed of a nearby home where young Elliot lives. His older brother Michael is the cool kid, his younger sister Gert gets away with everything, and Mom is just trying to keep things together since Dad skipped out. During a d and game, Elliot hears a noise outside and investigates only to find this space alien. Initially frightened, he tempts the creature back into the house by leaving a trail of Reese's pieces. Slowly a trust is formed and a bond is made between them. It's a closer bond than it seems and soon Elliot and E.T. are sharing emotions. All seems well with Elliot wanting to keep E.T. but the feds are soon on the trail. With their proximity and E.T.'s failing health, it's a race against time to try and contact the alien's people before they're all caught and found out. It's a tense chase with the feds seemingly on top. But no! When all seems lost, E.T.'s pals are back, and it's just a run, spin, and fly to get the little spacer home. I won't ruin the ending, mostly because you've all seen it. Yeah. So ring out a tear and stay tuned. The film.
1: Ah, uh, Max. Now you—you uh, you saw this. Everyone, I think you were oh, legally God.
0: required to see this when it came out.
1: I—I I, I was dragged out of my bed in the middle of the night by these big guys in suits, <laughs> dragged into a, a movie theater. Popcorn was shoved into my hands, and I had to watch it at gunpoint. No, no wait. I, was it gunpoint or walkie-talkie point? It kept flickering back and forth. <laughs> it was really confusing, and then I couldn't tell who shot first. Ah, uh, uh,
0: <laughs> <think you're> crossing. <laughs> across the, the, the stream, of things. so no <laughs> now you're really doing it. knock yep. that off do you yeah, remember no do you remember your initial reaction to e t the extraterrestrial as opposed to the well what else et could stand for
1: well, I would like to now you understand I wasn't a little kid at this point i I was older, but I want to make it absolutely clear I did not cry like a little girl when at the death sequence I absolutely didn't you cried.
0: Who did you cry like Max?
1: <laughs> I cried. I cried like five little girls. <laughs> oh my God, that ripped me up. I remember just being in awe. I just yeah. thought that, that I thought the movie was amazing when I was a kid or younger. And it, it still depresses the hell out of me that it's been
0: forty-one years. Now, mm. well, if you feel bad, look at Henry Thomas.
1: Yeah. Uh, what about well, what about you? you? Don't
0: look at Drew Barrymore
1: <laughs> I'd rather look at her, thank you <laughs> But uh, what about you? I assume you also saw it uh, yep. when it came out
0: I even remember where I saw it I saw it at the Sacknatic, which has oh. long since not been the Sacknatic It's something else, whoever they bought them out I saw it at the Circle, now defunct Oh wow, that's a downtown, isn't it?
1: No, no, that was this one out in Brookline
0: Oh, I don't know that one I, re- I remember really liking it Um, Weird thing, I don't know that I saw it more than once, because it Mm. currently holds, this is another bit of trivia left out, it currently holds the record, at least in the West, for film that stayed the longest in theaters, without, like, moving I don't
1: think I did either. I think, in fact, I have only seen it once, up until now.
0: I want to say I saw it on video at some point, but we're still talking, like, 35-plus years ago. Mm. So, eh. I mean, when they re-released the Star Wars movies, I saw those, but I didn't see E.T. because, again, that was a thing. So you'd say that in general you liked the film. I did. Okay, so we're going to go on the premise that at one point at least, Mag's liked the film, whether yes or we're going to find out a little bit later. But the movie starts. Oh yes, you know I didn't do the thing where I go and very sensibly open up the window so I can yeah. see who the cast is because we tend to <laughs> like to go to look at the cast first. So now this is what's called stalling. Um, this is where I pretend that I have in fact opened said window and I'm ready to talk about people such as Henry Thomas. Yeah, yes. <laughs> sorry about that masterfully covered (laughs) i gotta say i'm not big on child actors generally children children's film not that impressed yeah i think henry thomas
1: does a great job i think all the kids in this movie are do a great job and they are also really believable yeah in in that you want to smack them half the time
0: well i think well henry of course has got the camera literally planted on his chin half the
1: film yeah a lot of close-ups
0: But there is one particular thing he does, and I don't know how this kid came up with the motivation to do this, but there is a scene where E.T. is left home alone. (laughs) Bad idea. (laughs) And he's going through the fridge to find stuff to to eat, and one of the things he finds
1: (laughs) is beer. Glorious beer, which he apparently really likes. He does.
0: He has, I think, three or four of them. And I don't know if beer is a thing on E.T.'s planet or whatever, (laughs) but because they have this emotional link, suddenly poor Elliot starts feeling drunk at school. And there is this one shot where he is ahead of us and we're looking from the viewpoint of this girl who it turns out he likes and, li- and she likes him and he just turns around and looks at her with <laughs> this drunken grin yep. which is absolutely perfect. Dead
1: on. By the way, a little bit of trivia you didn't cover. That little girl who is yeah. just listed as pretty girl, that's yeah. Erica Aleniak, future Baywatch babe. Was she also
0: one of the two people in this film who's posed for Penthouse? I think she is.
1: I think she is, yes. Yeah. Uh, or the also
0: girl, um, what's the, the bunny Playboy. one? Playboy. Uh, Playboy, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, she's also in uh, Steven Seagal movie Under, oh. Under Siege, I think. Yeah. But whatever, you know, way to go, Elliot. Yeah. Uh,
0: Drew Barrymore, I mean, she comes she's from this. She's
1: seven years old in this movie. Doesn't matter. She's no, great. She's terrific. She blows. She she really has presence already.
0: Especially that one little ad lip. Give me a break. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's perfect. It is. Uh, only little kids can see him. And that look, just give me a break. <laughs>
0: perfect. She's very good. We have Robert McNaughton. I don't know him from other things. He plays Michael. He's fine. He feels exactly like that. I'm the older brother, but I'm really not old enough to do anything that I really want to be doing, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, he's he's kind of a jerk, but you can tell he still really likes Elliot. I, I mean, think and, that
0: you can really sense their loss of a father. Like yeah. they're kind of huddling together a little bit because mom's not really doing that great.
1: <laughs> no, mom's not holding up so well.
0: Yeah, that's D. Wallace who plays Mary the Mom. And yeah. she, sure part is small. She does fine with what yeah. she's given. I, I just don't think she was given very much to do, which is too bad.
1: Not a lot. She does a lot of moms in Jeopardy. She's the mom in Cujo. She's in Critters. She was in one of the Howling movies. She does nah. a lot. Yeah.
0: So she's fine. And then we have a bunch of kids. We have Casey Martell, I've never heard of, who plays uh. Greg. Uh, we do have C. Thomas Howell in his yeah, first play. Yeah, one of the Brat Pack. Tyler. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know which of the two kids that other two are I don't either.
1: I recognized him briefly in a close up. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, that's C. Thomas Howell, but I don't remember who he was, so...
0: And then sort of like the last of really nameable actors, we have the perfectly named Peter Coyote, because yeah. dear gods, if I could name myself something Coyote,
1: I totally would. Yep, that's a great name. Barely in it, I mean... Nope. but what he does, he's really good when he is. I, You know, his character has no name. He's just referred to as Keys. Right. Because the first time you see him, you just see this ring of keys, and it keeps showing up as sort of his signature. Right. And he's... He doesn't have a lot, but he's very—you you get to know him very quickly. He's like—he's not evil. He really wants to make contact with this alien. He's just kind of clumsy about it. Well, and he's the first adult
0: character because we were going to get to this. He's the first character. that's just an adult that we actually really see their face. Yeah. For any length of time, and we—and that's a very—it's very subtle in the early part of the film where we only see people as they, as he said, uh, from the waist up. Or actually, as I said, I'm quoting myself here. And in silhouette, and we see people in flashlights, and even just that, we're like, yeah, these aren't people we want to... Yeah. And he's the first adult besides mom, who we know is on the kid's side, more or less, because we see her. But he's the first outside adult that we actually see his face, and he becomes sort of a bridge between the kids who are the protagonists and the bad guys who are the adults just like in peanuts comics i expected his first line to be
1: i still my first thought is he's in the woods he discovers the little pile of reese's pieces and then he eats some of them <laughs> and all i'm thinking is dude those have been lying around on the forest floor for you don't know how long ew
0: yeah who knows what's pooped on them seriously or yeah or quite honestly the woodland creatures have all gone ew. <laughs> Although, huh? let's face it, any woodland creature coming across those would have eaten them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, they would have eaten one of them, and then probably gone. Nope, sugar. I discovered
0: sugar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, so we get to start off the film. I assume you saw the same print I did. They actually Think so. left the old Universal logo, and I yeah. kind of miss the old Universal yeah. logo. It's just, I, like I don't know. That. There's something neat about it. It also reminds you. Oh yeah, film.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know that I miss film not really
1: no (laughs) i like i like high definition
0: yeah although occasionally like so i went and saw oppenheimer i know you Mm -hmm. haven't yet nope and apparently oppenheimer was shot in film here's the thing it was then digitally transferred Uh, so but i yeah i don't really miss film i gotta ask a question about the aliens though max maybe you can answer this if you were sneaking onto earth Mm. wouldn't you want a darker ship?
1: I don't know why they'd walk, fly around with the high beams on and all the bright, sparkly light things if they're trying to be in any way covert. Yeah, and
0: maybe land nowhere near a damned city.
1: you telling me they couldn't see whatever the hell that was? I assume it was a Santa something or a Sand something i got to say, by the way, that neighborhood looked really familiar. It looked a lot like the neighborhood from Poltergeist.
0: Well, he was working on both films at the same time, so it might have been.
1: Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, you can see it. There's lights and everything. Why don't you just fly, like, another 30 miles that way? There's a lot of California you can land in where nobody's living. Oh, that's not true, Max. You know that.
0: There's no deserts. There's no oh, right. forests. There's nothing. <laughs> you can't. It's there's just no not... wilderness
1: at all in California. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then these people are supposed to be... You know, advanced, right? Because they have yeah. advanced technology, things much greater than ours. But apparently, one thing has escaped them, and that thing is the buddy system. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, apparently, like, no, no, don't go out alone. Oh, it's okay. And I, I don't know if like E. T. was supposed to be the ship's biologist or something because he's taking plant samples.
0: Well, and here's a question I have about E. T. too, and it's something I never considered before when I saw the film. But is each E. T. meant to be a child? Or an older
1: sh- person. I am not sure. I mean, I'm assuming if he's let al- to go left to go out alone, he's probably an adult. And besides, why would you take a child on an exploration mission? I assume he's an adult, although a lot of his behavior is very childlike.
0: Well, as it turns out, one of those questions is answered in the novelization, which is apparently considered canon. And you know how we feel about novelizations here yes. in the Fast Mike movies, but. E.T. has a name. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I purposely did not write it down, and I did not remember it. So. He's, not a,
1: he's not a midichlorian, is he?
0: No. Good. However, he is, for some reason, 10 million years old. Sure. For reasons what? and stuff, I, I have, why this would I, be a thing. I All don't right,
1: know. whatever. I don't know. Uh, by, again, novelizations, ladies and gentlemen. That's why we don't include them.
0: Yeah. Uh, so we see the kids playing D and D, except it's not D and D. I think that it's basically somebody didn't want to pay for rights or something. Yeah, cause... so
1: it's just some colored paper and some dice.
0: Yeah, and they're also making three D versions of their done. Come on, nobody's got time. For
1: no, that. no, nobody did that. But nobody did that in eighty two. Come on. No,
0: no. Although I got to say, the kids playing D and D. Very realistic,
1: (laughs) absolutely. All the whining and rules, lawyering, and arguing about the pizza, and not
0: actually getting anything done, not actually
1: doing anything. No, that was, yep, dead on, dead on.
0: So, if this is not where Stranger Things comes from, I'm I'd be amazed. I
1: think they say at one point that that was a tribute to ET, yeah,
0: because it totally was. I will say this too uh, if these kids have never seen a single film, they know never never go into a cornfield.
1: No, no. And
0: originally I was going to say it at night, but I'm like, nope, uh, north by northwest.
1: Just yeah, no. Yeah, cornfields <laughs> equal death. Never no. go into one.
0: Yeah. Uh, also, um, speaking of something that rung true for me, uh, there's a point where Elliot is faking a fever so he can stay home. And uh. what he does is pull over a light bulb and stick the, te- the thermometer to it. Exactly how I did it. Oh.
1: I was just thinking of when I was watching that I was thinking of Ferris Bueller and going, You can do the old light you know, thermometer on the light bulb, but that might push it up too high and get you a trip to the hospital. So he of course does the lick your palms. Yeah. I it's it's childish, but so is high school. <laughs>
0: I will tell you that I did it once and got really? to 107. And if oh, you did God. not know this, if, hey, kids, if you're listening, yeah. and you want to stay home from school, if you touch it to the light bulb and it goes too high, just shake it down. Yeah.
1: Unless yeah.
0: it's one of the electronic ones and then you got to start all over again.
1: Yep. Really annoying. Yeah,
0: it doesn't work. So boo hoo to that. <laughs> So the, we talked about the actors. We haven't talked about E.T. itself. And I'm going to say mm-hmm. itself in this case because I'm not talking about the character. I'm talking about the animatronic or whatever, okay. the suit, whatever there, it is. There was,
1: and there was somebody in it. A couple
0: of different people.
1: Yeah. Wasn't one of them like somebody with no lower, no legs? No
0: arms. No arms, excuse yep.
1: me. Oh. Um,
0: and there was also a two-foot-something-tall person who did oh. stuff. But, of course, all of the facial features and stuff yeah. were all done animatronically and they're operated by puppeteers now in 1982 at the very least i think this was a pretty impressive sight i don't think we'd seen anything like
1: this till this point how about now how does it hold up well first off one of the things that spielberg has always been an expert at is not showing you too much Mm -hmm. and for a lot of the movie that we he learned that in jaws Right. You know, because the shark looks fake. Well, there's
0: two reasons. That and the shark
1: doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah, there's that, too. But uh, for most of it, because we see E.T. mostly in shadow or only close-ups of, like, his hands or part of his face, Mm -hmm. it works very well. It shows a little of its age when you see him, his full body. Mm -hmm. Like, the scene, and I remember just, it was a heart-rending scene for me. When Michael's out looking for him and finds him down by the river being mm. gnawed on by a raccoon, which again, another reason all raccoons should be destroyed. <laughs> That's mean. Yeah, well. I remember th- when I was a kid, I was like, oh, God, it was so horrible. But th- at the same time, I'm going, he looks like a mannequin.
0: Yeah, because he's not
1: really moving much. No, it, it, when he's in full light... It, it does take you out of it a little, but at the end, Spielberg really works hard so that you never really or rarely see him in full light. Mm. So I think it held up. What about you?
0: I think that the thing that they excelled with most was the facial expressions. The full range of emotion we get— From I don't even know how many puppeteers. I'm willing to bet there's like, I'm the eye guy. (laughs) I'm the eyebrow guy. I'm I'm,
1: I'm the left eye guy. I'm the right eye guy.
0: And like getting all of those people to work together and have it not look like, you know, there's been a spasm in the Lincoln bot in Hall of Presidents. (laughs) It's got to be incredibly hard. And I want to say that there are a couple of moments where it's a little mechanical, but all in all... There's a lot of character there. Yeah. Even though it is butt ugly. Dear gods, like, they fall in love with this, and I honestly think the screaming is more (laughs) realistic than the come into my house and sleep in my Brooklyn apartment-sized closet. What the hell was with that?
1: Yeah, that was one big closet. My God.
0: I mean, that was a live-in closet. That wasn't a walk-in. It was a live-in.
1: That was another bedroom.
0: Yeah, it really was. And then... Certain um, real estate listings, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Can't tell me it's not a bedroom just because it has a stove in it. <laughs> um, yeah. So cool. Yeah. No, I think ET, as in general, holds up. And what, I, I am giving it a little bit of leeway there, but I'm also glad that they didn't come in and like digitally redo
1: it or yeah. anything. Stick in do back lizards or anything. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what you're referring to. <laughs> but what did you think? Also, the voice. Which is remarkably limited, but I thought is very effective. Well, funny thing is, is that most
0: of the voice was done by a 70-something-year-old woman who smoked all her
1: life. That's
0: kind of what it sounds like. <laughs> and there's also, it's Kathleen Turner, I think, did part of the voice here, too. Oh, really? She's Yeah, she mentioned. did, like, little, little mm. noises and stuff. Also, uh, there was one of the operators actually recorded his own burp, so that got <laughs> in there. I think it was Ben Burt who did that. Who Ben Burt, who was famous for doing sound effects on Star Wars. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I think the voice is actually surprisingly effective yeah. especially when ET gets excited and yep, like when he's just ET like, e. phone home ET phone home, home, home. home it's it's so strange because in no way is ET's look or sound or mannerisms really evocative of any alien we've seen prior to this I don't uh-huh. think I don't think it, so not even trumpy <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you don't know don't don't yeah, I, so I'm going to say it's pretty damn successful, all things considered. Yeah. We uh, do have a couple of things that make me go, really? Is this a thing? And maybe you can help answer this too, Max. So I don't know about you, but when I was in public school, I know you uh, didn't go to public school. I know where
1: you're going, yeah.
0: I did, in fact, have to do fraud dissection. And yep, it so actually did I. killed me because the first line on the list of instructions and I still remember this and I don't know why this struck me as funny but the number one thing said number one obtain a frog. I <laughs> thought that was a, I
1: thought it was That's hilarious. That's pretty
0: funny. Well of course you went over to a barrel and there was a bunch of dead frogs and yeah. you took your frog out and you did Did they actually make the kids kill frogs? I have
1: never heard of them actually giving them live frogs, which they then had to chloroform, which, by the way, means they would have had to sit there for 10 or 15 minutes until the chloroform knocked the frog out. And then, that's not dissection. That's friggin' vivisection. Yeah. That's horrible. What, were they trying to raise a generation of Dr. Mengele? Well, they specifically,
0: or the, the... classroom guy there that uh, the see. words teacher is what i want <laughs> classroom
1: says guy, yes.
0: you will notice the heart is still beating ah, ah! but that's a scene oh the, i i really took issue with that scene because i really it, not only that but i don't know about when you did your dissection i was in ninth grade no eighth grade eighth grade uh, yeah, elliot the, is
1: 10 i think i was in seventh grade So he's way too young to be doing this. Seriously, way too young. So to be murdering frogs. I mean, that's it was bad enough with a dead one, but ah!
0: Did did you know it was coming? Was it one of those things where everyone knows it's going to eventually be Frog Day? Uh, But they just spring it on you.
1: I think they just sprang it on us. I didn't. We we didn't get any anticipation. Because also some other blocks
0: did it before we did. And we, I don't know, I was just dreading it. I wanted nothing to do with it. I still mm. remember the smell, which was not formaldehyde, thank God. It was something else. But it was still just, the whole experience was awful. Uh, I can easily see us not having kids do this anymore. I, I don't. can not s-
1: I, I, Considering you can now do it uh, by computer model. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. But no yeah, need. I don't,
0: I, that one to me was a little bit much. It's like, okay, we need Elliot to free the frogs.
1: Why? Why not? I, 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 like, I like, apart from that rather questionable part of it, I like that sequence. I also like the fact that E.T., who is drunk, is watching the John Wayne movie The Quiet Man, <laughs> which inspires Elliot to grab and make out with the, his crush. Yeah, yeah. But While standing on one of the larger kids, because he's too short to reach her.
0: Now, see, that's the other thing that made no sense to me. Why did the kid suddenly lay on the floor? I didn't get it.
1: I I thought he was chasing one of the frogs.
0: No, he literally just comes over and falls on the floor. Like, he he does it for Elliot, but it's like, that's the kind of kid that looks like the kind of kid that doesn't like kids smaller than him.
1: Yeah, I figured he would be the class bully. I,
0: I kind of wish they hadn't done that. I don't know. I didn't see the point it of it. It was a strange
1: but, moment, but yeah. uh, I, I do like that. And I like the fact that he's being taken off to the office and the girl, you just see her shoes. She's just standing there and she sort of like scuffs one on the floor, like, call me. Yeah. I
0: it thought was that was cute. cute.
1: I also have to say, Elliot's mom is remarkably unconcerned that her 10-year-old son was drunk at school. <laughs> I mean, she's just like, what? Oh, Fine. Well, I think part of it is her literally
0: thinking that's lit I can't be possible. Where yeah. would he get beer at school? Oh, yes, there's some empty cans here, <laughs> but he didn't drink before he went. I yeah. saw him,
1: so yeah, and of course, by she, the time he gets home, he's sober
0: there's well, we're going to get to this a little. There's a lot of forgetting with the adults, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. get to that. um I will say though that we do see. Something that's really not common in this country. It's much more common in the U.K. Because later on when the evil bad FBI guys or whoever they are, don't we know. don't know who are, they're trying to figure out what's going on. So what do they do? They use the evil yeah. TV licensed detector <laughs> van.
1: <laughs> From the Ministry of Housing. Housing? That's the way it was spelled on the van. I'm very observant. Mm, all right. Yeah. They're, they're basically... Lit- it's like, okay, sure, um, you got a search warrant for that entire town because they're yeah. listening in on phone calls. They're listening in on conversations inside the house. Yeah. No, they're not. I'm yeah. sorry. That thing would have had to have parabolic microphones encrusted on it, and there's no way one person could have been listening to it all. It's just not possible. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's fine, too, but I,
0: for those who don't know— <laughs> In, in Britain, you have to have a license to watch TV, whatever. Yeah. And there was this actual thing called the TV <laughs> license detector van would come around, somehow could tell you were watching TV, they would check their list, whether you'd paid for your license, and if you hadn't, they would come and knock on your door and insist very politely that you pay up. Yep. But yeah, that's and when real. I found out that was true, I, we both found out at the same time, this lovely young woman on the shores of Loch Ness said, no, no, that's true. We're like, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> really? we thought it was just a Monty Python so, uh, no! Yeah,
1: I thought it was just like a, like an urban legend. Yeah, but
0: that's how nope. they get away with it here because they have it over there. Yeah. We have a scene and it's a scene that pops up in a lot of films. And I'm I guess it must mean something. And I don't know what. We get these a lot, and that's the ubiquitous flying scene. Yeah. So, okay, Elliot's taking ET up to the forest to set up his little speak and spell communicator <laughs> device. And because we've never seen it before, I'm surprised to see that there's suddenly a cliff. Mm-hmm. But Elliot goes over it because ET has taken control of the bicycles, making him go faster, and he flies.
1: And suddenly turns into the Amblin logo. Well,
0: he doesn't because there isn't one yet, but, but there he will be. be.
1: he gives birth to the Amblin <laughs> logo. Yeah.
0: What, what does it mean, though? Because we get this scene a lot, and Spielberg is particularly guilty, because we'll get this again in young Sherlock Holmes. There's a flying bicycle in that one, too. But How to Train Your Dragon, Harry Potter. And, then, of course, the music swells, and oh, we yeah. get the E.T. theme, and it's yep. all very
1: touching and stuff but what does it mean like what is that scene oh trying to That's, portray? it's a huge child fantasy the mother is reading peter pan to gertie right and the fantasy of being able to fly that kind of freedom is universal
0: uh, i see what you did there yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: it is it's a big deal especially for kids every kid Wants to fly people, you know, when they get older, they, they actually, you know, learn how to fly planes and stuff. But what does it mean in this context? Part of it is also, I think, emphasizing that E.T. is superhuman. It's showing he's not just a little, he can't just like move balls around to do a uh, solar system model. He can move, we see at one point, five teenagers and their bikes. Wait he's lifting know. like a quarter of a ton and moving them at a good clip. Right, So it's showing his power. It's also, I think, showing a bit of the, it it goes beyond telekinesis and into magic.
0: Well, he makes plants be better, too. but
1: Yeah, you know, there's a fair amount of Messiah imagery in here, and a fair amount of Jesus imagery, right down to the dying and returning to life, the healing.
0: Let's talk about that real quick, even though I wasn't going to. People have brought that up, and Spielberg has been very vehement that, no, it's not. And to be fair, Spielberg's a Jew, and he's a very devout Jew. And he said, "No, (laughs) it's not." And we don't get the pose either. So we don't get the
1: pose. We do get him in the shroud, in the white shroud, surrounded by, I guess, dry ice fog or whatever. When the (laughs) other boys first see him, and come on, there he is, looking like, you know, I shall diminish and and pass into the west and remain (laughs) E.T. Now you're
0: really mixing <laughs> metaphors because that's Lord of the Rings, and he too said, yeah, No, yeah. there is no Christian allegory here. Get lost, C.S. Lewis. I don't care yeah. what you think. I just, I understand that we all have that dream of flying. I get yeah. it. I just, in that moment, didn't understand what it referred to because Elliot has never shown any interest in that. The story wasn't being read to him, it was being read to Gert. I was just like, what at this moment in the film what is this trying to say and i honestly couldn't come up with an answer
1: for it all i can figure is it's a child it's a pretty universal child's fantasy that we have a magical friend who can grant wishes you know i hate to trumpy you can do magic things (laughs) and who can help take us flying that's mary poppins does that a lot of people do that it's it's a big thing It's a big image. I suppose my childhood friend just fixed parking tickets, but whatever. (laughs) That's a much more practical ability, especially around here. Yeah. That'd be a big friggin deal. Yeah. I, I didn't have, I think that's just the whole sense of childhood wonder and magic.
0: Yeah. I guess. I just, it felt like it was supposed to mean or tie into something, and it kind of doesn't. So. But it did make me, especially later on, when it's the three kids on bike scene, uh, that it brought back those wonderful halcyon days where you didn't have to wear a bike helmet. Yeah,
1: yep. Yeah. No, you no pads, nothing. We
0: all turned out fine.
1: Yeah, we all turned. French Max. toast, please. <laughs> um, uh, what? Yes. I also, um, I really liked some of the visuals. The fact that when the scientists show up. I have never thought of a, a NASA spacesuit as frightening until that movie. But see, they come
0: in like they're zombie astronauts. And I don't know why they're acting that way. They're acting like you people know who how are trying to th- film like they were on the moon but weren't really on the
1: moon. Do like you like know in how, how much those early spacesuits weighed? They weighed close to 90 pounds. they were incredibly hard to move in. They were supposed to be mostly for low gravity. They are heavy. The joints in the arms and the hips are really stiff. And especially, these guys were not astronauts. They weren't trained. These were like science nerds. They were trying to work their way around in these awkward, unfamiliar suits. Why? I had no problem with that. Hmm? I
0: did. Why are there spacesuits here? We have everybody else not wearing one later on. Why are they like that? And why are their arms stretched out like they're about to go, coin,
1: coin? <laughs> well, that's obviously to be to, to the idea that the humans are, are the menacing aliens here and not the guy from the other planet. I, I
0: felt it was heavy-handed. It's it a little heavy-handed,
1: s- but... It didn't make visual sense to me because it was just like, I don't understand. It's I, also a thing where we don't see any adult faces except right. for the mother until E.T. is dead. And they're all mourning him. And then suddenly they become people. They all pull off the clean suit helmets. They pull off the astronaut helmets. And they become
0: people. Interesting. Speaking of people, they weren't actors either. Those were all actual medical personnel. And they wanted Spielberg wanted yeah. real doctors to make it feel like a real... You know, emergency room situation. So everyone in there is actually a doctor. Or that explains doctor.
1: why they all had the same facial expression. <laughs> well, uh, the first. cameras.
0: <laughs> It was a very serious moment. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, the slow approach of the feds where they're, even the ones not in the spacesuits just felt needlessly ominous. Like it was, it was a little heavy
1: handed. A little, but I think again, it was the idea from the kid's point of view. When you're afraid, when things like that happen, time seems to slow down. Things do seem to happen in slow motion. Except the kids don't. Yeah, but the things he's seeing, the things he's afraid of do.
0: Hmm. I think we're going to have to disagree about that. Okay. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. I also have to wonder, when all this comes down, because the feds finally figured out it must be that house, although quite honestly, with the conversation they picked up, it's really not Seriously, that Seriously, I don't know
1: how they got there. <laughs>
0: must be that one. Yeah. Uh, okay, sure. Um, I got to wonder, when they just sort of show up and enshroud the house with the boy in the plastic bubble, what are the neighbors going to think?
1: I and was then- going, <laughs> um, why are there not... Why aren't there wall-to-wall news crews outside? Yeah. Why aren't people screaming about their lawyers and wanting to know what the hell's going on? Because
0: let's face it, the security, when it shows up,
1: sucks. Yeah, terrible. Like, it's beyond horrible. They they hijack the truck with the only known alien body, and it's some, what, 14, 15-year-old gets inside, and they don't have any way to stop him? Well, not only that, but how did they even get it out to
0: the van mm. with nobody paying any attention? But he noticed. And they drive off, and then they're being chased by the feds, and they have three kids on Bike Man <laughs> who you know, lures them away. Then they hit something in the van. They somehow have time to get E.T. into the milk crate, and they go running off. And it's two sets of FBI agents in Ford Fairmonts, (laughs) and the kids on bikes get away from them.
1: Yeah, they actually outrun them in several... It's not just that they do the smart things of cutting where the cars can't go. They outrun them, and at one point they outmaneuver. It's like, okay, we've got them cut off. We're going to park in front of... Oh, they went around and over us. Never could have seen that coming. And what do they do
0: then? Do they call in a helicopter? Do they call in a... Nope. Oh, they got away and we yeah. never see them again. <laughs> like yeah. they don't hang out the house knowing the kids are going to come back at some point and say, "Hey, what did you do with the alien?" Nothing. That's they the just... other
1: thing we don't why I think we don't see what happens at the end of this because I'm pretty sure Elliot and his entire family are going to be stuck in a lab at Area 51 having every cell in their body analyzed cuz they've come in contact with an alien. See,
0: close encounters on another Steven Spielberg film. Yeah. I yeah, I actually kind of wish Well, because I have one of my questions, one of my notes in here was, how would you live
1: after this? Boy, knowing that there's aliens out there, advanced ones?
0: Yeah. When you're a kid, you've got your entire life to live now
1: having a best friend who is an actual space alien. Now what? And also, how much do you think when he hits puberty and it's like, I wish I were out of here. I wish I'd gone with E.T. like he asked me to. Yeah, how many times do you throw that up in front of Mom? Seriously, I should And think about it. I could have gone to friggin' space! <laughs> what was wrong with me? Because E.T. does ask. Yeah, he does. He's, yeah. Yeah. I kind
0: of wish there was a present-day sequel to see how this affected Elliot's life and yeah. one that wasn't selling cable service. Yeah. Because I... I think that's actually a really interesting question, and of course we get the same. Well, I'm sorry, we would have got the same question with Roy Dreary uh, in Close <laughs> Encounters, except he actually goes. Yeah, it's, well, I forget her name—the the name of the woman in the film of Close Encounters who stays behind because she's
1: like, "I got my, yeah. I got, I got carry a kid back there. I got to take my kid." Yeah, yeah,
0: and she doesn't go, but you can tell there's regret. She's oh, like, yeah. "I wish I could, but I, I, I can't."
1: Yeah.
0: So I, I of... I think it's an interesting, I don't generally, you know, films like this, I don't need a sequel. But this one, I'm interested because I want to see what happened to Elliot. Yeah. I'm actually, like, how do you deal see that. with that? I also want to know, why Why did it have to make a rainbow? Why? Mm-hmm. I just, this, I just
1: mm, yeah. That was a bit much.
0: It was a bit much. And it may sound like Max and I are harping on points of this film and trying to trash the film but that may not be the case but there's only one way to find out unless max do you have any more notes you want to bring up before we get to the uh, thing
1: yeah why when the kids are flying are they still pedaling their I bikes
0: because <laughs> <laughs> you go faster although i gotta say i probably would have done the same thing yeah probably <laughs> i think uh, it's that- partially because if they don't pedal they look like what they were which is little dolls on fake bikes yeah
1: yeah so, but yeah nope uh, i got nothing else the finish. Some Max. Yeah. E.T.
0: E.T. Neither of us may have seen this since I it have came not. out. Nope. If we did, we don't remember having seen it. Or we remember the movie so well because it was so ubiquitous in yeah. our culture that we weren't allowed to forget <laughs> Everyone
1: it. Everyone was doing around around. Know, E.T. phone home. Ouch. Everybody. Reese's
0: Pieces, the whole thing. Yeah.
1: I still when remember you- Robin Williams doing a routine about it, saying when he saw the movie, he was in this theater in New York and sitting in front of him with these two... Well, as he said, Goombas—these two big, menacing-looking Italian guys—who through the first half or two-thirds of the movie are just sitting there with their arms folded—and at the end they're like,
0: "Don't you die now!" <laughs> Sobbing, <laughs> "No, no, you do no! <laughs>
1: when their conquer cry, no,
0: die, nobody cry, but when well, my conquer cry, cry, everybody cry. <laughs> so that's you're you're bringing in Dino into this, I am okay? I'm bringing
1: Dino into
0: it. <laughs> so. It's now 40-something years later. Yeah. What do you think?
1: I think it still works. Uh, I didn't sob uncontrollably, but mostly because I know what happens. Yeah. But on some of it, I still get emotional, especially when, this, you know, when they're saying goodbye. I think that's very touching. Mm-hmm. I think this is a great children's story. I, I think it's just so much from a kid's perspective and the way he's not. nobody believes him, but they don't harp on that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just they. You know, his brother teases him about it the way a big brother would tease him a little bit, but he doesn't go out of his way. And uh, I, I think E. T. is an. It was a really interesting take on an alien. I think this was the first, like, well, af- except for maybe Klaatu in the Day of the Earth Stood Still, the first kind of nice alien.
0: Mm. Well, yeah, because this is eighty two, so yeah. it's pretty early. This is before we get things like uh, Cocoon and stuff yeah, or like Starman, that. but he's waiting in the sky.
1: <laughs> he is. Um, uh, so I, you, uh-huh.
0: you would say that a, today's audience would still enjoy it. I
1: think so. I think it would be more for younger audiences, but yeah, I think they would. I think it's still, it's also, ver- it moves very well. Mm-hmm. It's very well paced. The acting, I think, is first rate. And if you're wondering what to feel, well, John Williams is going to tell you. Yes, the, <laughs> the the musical score will hold you down and pummel you until you feel what <laughs> it's, you're supposed to feel. It's a bit occasionally heavy-handed. <laughs> yeah. A little, yeah. What yeah. about you? What, what do you think it still works?
0: I think it mostly does. You know, I think that it, at the time Spielberg thought this was his masterpiece. This was his really? untouched. Yeah, he. This is his untouchable film. I. You know, this whole I want to preserve the experience that people had. I or I want to control how people see this film. Mm. Which you know, for whatever it's worth, because you know I don't want people to buy. And the thing is, is like you have to understand, Steve. You're a very smart guy, but. The market is basically, we want this thing. Well, you can't have it. Well, we're going to get it. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't have that version. Well, too bad. You We've wouldn't get me the anyway. one I wanted. Too bad. Yeah. So they went and bought crappy versions of the film because that's all they could get. hmm I think that it would be interesting to find out what the reaction is somebody, a younger somebody, who's seeing it for the first time. I, Cause, yeah. Because I want to say nostalgia is going to be a big part of this. I really do. I th- yeah. And I'd teared up a few times myself. I, you know, but to me, honestly, the credits in a Pixar film will get me to tear up. So, <laughs> yeah. I think I had a thought about it, though, that I, the government agency part of the film, I kind of wonder if it's really necessary. Yes, you want to protect an antagonist, but what if it's literally just ET's not being able to stay and ET's physical being, deteriorating, and worrying, like, we can't take him to a doctor, because blah, 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 blah. Because the government part, let's face it, is the clumsiest part
1: of the film. But it's also the most exciting. It's There's a lot... There's more... It's the most action. It, it also gives a sense of urgency.
0: Well, and I think that E.T. starting to die would do the same thing.
1: Yeah, but this also gives you a sense of scale. It's not like, oh, this little boy well, is, go- is losing his friend. It's like, holy the first visitor that we know to our earth is dying. Holy crap. Well,
0: that wouldn't change. And you can't say it shows us the enormity of the government because the government apparently is about 20 guys (laughs) because they have no more resources to do any sort of chasing. I just, because it was so weird because Spielberg in general is not a clumsy filmmaker. Mm -hmm. And when I compare this film, if I want to be really critical, if I compare this film to both jaws and close encounters it's definitely coming in third. It's huh. just not as well put together as either of those two films. Close Encounters, I think, is a very underrated film. And you may go, what, what are you talking about? It's like, people tend to talk about Jaws these days, and they talk about um, Schindler's List, and they mm-hmm. talk about Bridget Color Spies, Purple. Yeah. They don't tend to talk about Close Encounters. And that Close is true. Close Encounters is actually a really well-made it film. It really
1: is. It's, bu- it's beautiful. It's a real... It The whole thing works.
0: Yeah, and it's got some some brilliant acting in it uh even terry garr whom i generally like i think is that's maybe one of her best roles if not her best roles i like her in tootsie a lot too but there's a problematic film so there's some clumsiness in this film that i think probably won't bother most people but for me it's just like you know spielberg really i guess if he was working on poltergeist at the same time but i'd really be interested to see a young person's reaction because i think it would still hold up and i think it's very charming and i think you're right it's great for kids yeah so yeah, so yeah. pretty much e. agree there yeah. big surprise we we liked it
1: <laughs> yeah but what about our poll question what poll question the oh, one. Oh, poll question yes. Right. what is your favorite movie alien character guess where i got the idea i could not imagine but Mike, mike mike yes. mike yes. mike what How do they answer the question, Mike? Tell them, Mike. How are they going to answer, Mike? Well,
0: they can answer the question by emailing us directly, as so few of us do, at us at maxmikemovies.com. They could answer it if they would, like Snowy, who's way up north where they barely even have telegraph poles, never mind telephone.
1: That's right. He has to actually strap his uh, comments to penguins and send them gliding down to the nearest internet igloo. And it's, that's where, the, it's technical, it would take a scientist to explain, but that's And it's how more you, like
0: plummeting, but there you go. Anyway, uh, you could go to our website like Snowy does and leave a comment at maxmikemovies.com. Hey, let us know about the poll question. You can let us know if you agree with us about the show. Ideas can, for other series. All sorts of different things. Just let us know. You can even talk to each other and ignore us. That's yep, fine. It's, yep. it's happened. You Just, can also go to... Facebook, where we have a page under Max Mike Movies, that's still a thing. And lastly, if you have a podcast app, have you heard of a podcast app? If a podcast app is something that you might come up with at some point in the future, more likely we're on that. As big surprise, Max Mike Movies. But next week is not going to be E.T. Max, do tell us. I know I kind of gave it away. You but did. What film? No, nope, I changed
1: my mind. We're actually going to watch E.T. the Extra Testicle. <laughs> The famous porn parody actual film. I think it might actually be. I I don't know. It It is. It really is. It really is. It is the porn (laughs) version. All right. Well, we're not actually going to be watching that. But uh, (laughs) now I kind of want to make it pod people instead. Uh, But uh, no, we are going to watch the blatant ripoff, which, for reasons you'll find out, should have been called Big Mac and Me, Mac and Me
0: yeah but and, to find that we're gonna let you know this ahead of time it's numb uh yeah see not easy you can't
1: rent it no you can't buy it most places
0: yeah but you can find it on youtube so yeah. if you would like yeah. to watch it although well we i don't know i've never seen it have you seen it i've seen parts of it yes i see so is this a well we'll find out you'll next find week, out we? i don't want to give you'll an, find I out d- you'll find out with max and me
1: This has been a co-production of The Voice of Max and The Movie Wrench. Three, two, oh, line. Oh, for sake. <laughs> <laughs> just do the countdown. 251 episodes of this. Yes, I know. It's dull. I'm trying to spice things up. Don't. I don't want you to get tired of me.
0: Listen, Spice Max, just do your lines.
1: <laughs> That's right. I'm, I'm Maxi Spice. <laughs> Ho, <laughs> ho,